I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. We are back. Back on a Monday, 35 days before the regular season. You have stumbled on to Behind the Steel Curtains, Steelers Q&A, which it's not going to be the Q&A for much longer. Just five more weeks until it morphs into Tony. The Steelers hangover, which hopefully it'll be a lot of good hangovers this year and not and not a lot of, oh my goodness, what did I do last night? What was wrong with that defense hangover? <laughs> what was your worst hangover? I was 29 and I was at my uncle's restaurant in, in Aspenwall and the owner kept giving me free rum and Cokes and I had just started drinking a couple of years earlier. And next thing I knew, I was lying outside in front of uh, the Aspenwall police station. So needless to say, my uncle grabbed me and took me home right away. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's not my, my worst. Uh, that, was, uh, that, was, that resulted in my worst hangover the next day, I should say. I got to tell you, you know, I barely drink and it's not because I'm against it. It's just because I don't have the taste for it. Um, and I love being the DED. I, I just love being that guy and uh, making sure that my wife or my friends or whoever go out and have fun. But, you know, here's here's BD. Here's bad name dropping again. But back in 1993, when I was a DJ in Johnstown, PA, we had a concert coming in and it was Leonard Skinner. And Leonard Skinner and Bad Company, if I'm not mistaken. And so those guys were coming in and we had, uh, we were guest bartenders along with uh, one of the, uh, one of the Van Zant uh, brothers from, uh, from Skinner. And this was when I was first on the morning show in Johnstown, PA. And I got so drunk <laughs> because fans kept buying me drinks. And they're buying me shots. And this is, I'm talking five o'clock in the afternoon. And they're buying me shots. And I had to go on stage to introduce Skinner oh. and Bad Company. And I'm like, woo! And I'm just <laughs> yelling and screaming. Um, but gosh, I, I, I was a mess. So that's one of my worst hangovers. Um, my other worst hangover was my 21st birthday. It was the night before. Um, I'm not going to go completely into this. I will probably save this for a Tales from 2 a.m., but it involved a young, very skinny, a very skinny BAD, a skinny bad in 1993. I mean, gosh, I was 125 pounds in college and um, not what I am now, but it involves a uh, very light bad naked in an inner tube in the December snow in front of two sororities. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, there's, that's, yeah, that's a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to save that for the next time. But so the, yeah, the hangover is coming back. And like you said, hopefully it's not a face down hangover. Hopefully it's not bad in a, <laughs> in an inner tube, butt naked. We don't want that. We want, you know, the celebration hangover and that's what we're hoping. And that's what I really think is going to happen in this 2020 season. So. We're looking at that, but let's take a look at the schedule and we're actually going to, this is where I want to get Biggie Bronco 
involved as well. Um, we've got a Broncos fan that comes to our shows, which I think is awesome, and I really appreciate that. Very respectful of the Steelers, too, so that's why we're respectful back to uh, Big E. Um, but let's start off with the New York Giants. You know, opening up that Monday night schedule 35 days from now. That should be a win, Tony, but could you do you see that as a trap starting the season? Um, and what kind of Steeler team has to roll in to that Giants game? And what kind of tone do they need to set for the 2020 season, Tony? Well, I think it's going to take a little longer for for them to develop a, a identity on offense simply because Ben's been away for a year and, and you're adding these new elements with, with Matt Canada and I Killiard. I read Jeff's article today and that was pretty interesting. Uh, so you're going to, it might take a couple of weeks to establish a, uh, an offense, but or an identity on offense, but on defense, I think, you, as I said uh, in the first half, you're rolling into the into the 2020 season with the, the that really elite defense are, is still intact, and I think they're going to be uh, playing with a lot of emotion right off the bat because it's going to be their first their first action since last December. They're not, not going to be preseason to take you know their aggression out on on, on opponents. So I think you have two. You have uh, Daniel Jones, a, a a youngster. You have a pretty bad Giants team. You're not going to have the emotion as as we already know that game's not going to have fans. They've already announced it. That there won't be any game. So I think you have to set the tone on defense, uh, establish yourself as a dominant defensive unit again. And, and I think that, that, that game just feels like a win to me. For some reason, it just feels like a win. So here's my question, Tony Defio. The spread might be 10. Mm-hmm. I, this, it could be the, uh, the Steelers minus 10 uh, for that game. Or are we underestimating the Giants? I mean, I don't know. But my question to you is, do the Steelers need to blow out the Giants? And I got to tell you, I think yes. Okay. I think they need a statement. I I think this allowing your defense um, to, to uh, win it in the end is not really what I'm looking for out of 2020. I think they need to be more of a statement team. We see that out of Baltimore um, winning a lot of games in double digits. I think that has to happen right off the bat. We see it in New England as well. What do you think? Well, I think simply because it's a d- different dynamic this year without without the preseason, um, I think you, you might see a lot of preseason-like scores early on. And when I say that, I don't mean that – I don't think this game's going to be close. And I realize it's five weeks away, and it, it sounds ridiculous for me to say I don't think it's going to be close. But I, I just does, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a close game. But I could see them winning – I'd be satisfied with it, like a 20 to 6, 21, 6 kind of game, 24, 7, 24, 10. I think if they can win a game like that where, where the defense, again, uh, shows the world that, that it's the same unit from 2019 and, and the Steelers maybe look sloppy on offense a little bit, but kind of put it together as the game goes on, then I'd be happy with that kind of a, a – I think that would be a pretty good statement to make. What do you think in the live chat? I mean, I – I mean, it does not have to be a blowout. Stagmaster Jay says they just need to win. I just think, uh, just like John Trent saying, um, statement game, fellas, in week one, put the damn league on notice. We back. <laughs> I like that. And I, I just really think that's uh, they do need to put teams on notice as well. Um, a lot of people do disagree with me, and I love when you guys disagree with me. I have no problem with that. Um, nobody's not a, like Jesse George. Johnstown PA, well, 
I believe St. Michael right next door to where I grew up. Um, um, Jesse George says, you know, I think the Steelers are going to be much better than the so-called experts are predicting. I do too. They might win the division. I'm not scared of the Ravens. I'm look, the Ravens have an easy schedule this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just really think that they've got a chip. I still don't think they're going to win the whole thing, but I think, uh, I think they're going to be tough. So that's something I want to mention there. Um, but so some people are saying just win. I'm saying, you know, double digits, you got to have double digits in that first game, um, especially going on the road and doing double digits. I think to quote John Trent, we back when that happens. And, and, uh, you know, I think this this team has a chance. Like I, I keep saying, I've been saying it for several weeks. I think this has they have a chance to be one of the more complete Steeler teams we've seen since the uh, the end of that second Super Bowl era after the 2010 season. You know, simply because they have been back, and and you know, just his presence alone is going to make that. Well, we talked about this. It's going to make the offense that much more effective because teams can't load up in the box like they did last year. They have to respect Ben. I mean, they'd be crazy not to. So. Uh, you know, but but I I still I can see a scenario where the offense kind of looks rusty early on because it you know they're there's just they they had no in stadium action uh, in August. Yeah, and but nobody has so that right. that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. And I don't like the Steeler rust that that happens, um, and that seems to happen. I mean, Ben took a while to get ready, but now even though he's going to have no preseason games or preseason games going to hurt Ben because nobody has the chance to get ready. Right. Um, they're getting, it's how they're getting ready in practice. And it seems like he's getting a lot of work in practice. So do you think that's going to be a problem, Tony D? No, because, because like we, we, we've talked about uh, before, he, he only usually plays about three series in the preseason anyway, uh, at the third game. But I don't like that. Not a fan of that. Oh yeah, no, but, 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 but to that point, it's not going to be for him. It's not going to be much different this year, but maybe for the cohesiveness of the offense, uh, trying to establish an identity, it might take him you know, a little bit longer, but, but you know, the fact that again, there, there won't be any fans in the stands that, that's going to make it, uh, easier for everybody. And as you said, definitely veteran teams and, or at least veteran quarterbacks like a Ben, he's not going to obviously be have trouble communicating. So, uh, I could see some rust, but I don't see, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge deal because I think their defense is really, really good. And, and I think they have, they, there's not a quarterback that I'm really afraid of other than Deshaun Watson over the first half of the season. Well, I caution you this because I was not afraid of Pat Mahomes when I took my nephew and godson to uh, week two in 2000, uh, 2018 mm-hmm. and Pat Mahomes just tore them up. Oh. Um, so I wasn't afraid of him too. And that's something that we're going to talk about for game two as well. But before we do that, let's go to a uh, good friend, Dave Shipley, who gave us $5 in the live chat. This is something we are going to have to explore a whole lot more on a tales from 2am when we <laughs> do one of those fun shows, but my buddy got a DUI in the South side in a wheelchair. <laughs> This, your buddy's a legend. He kept ramming wow. a brownie fan in the driver's side that with is, an electric wheelchair. That is one bad apple, right there. We need to pay him five bucks for that. That's a that's <laughs> I that's, you can't get any any better than that as far as Steelers Browns. A Steeler fan gets a, a DUI and a and a and a wheelchair. That's just uh, <laughs> that, that's fantastic. That's a Steeler fan right there. Yeah. In a wheelchair, no problem. I'm ramming right. you. Right. <laughs> 
that. Uh, gosh, hey, Wes is in the house. Good to see Wes. Um, so let's go to week two. And really what we're talking about here is, is the first five games of the season. And that's where the Denver Broncos come in. And you know what? In past years, playing the Broncos has been tough, especially when you're showing up in uh, in Mile High in Denver. It hasn't been great there. But I love that it's the season opener. But is it the season opener? Because they're not at home. I mean, the home opener? Because there's no fans there. Right. But, and that's something, or I mean, there, there could be fans there. Yeah. I mean, if there's fans there, I mean, it's not raucous though, unless 15,000 could be raucous. We've seen them be raucous at Penguin games. So that that's fine. But um, I'm still worried that there might not be, but we, we can't really, we've got to assume right now that there are sta- fans in the stands because right now that's the plan. Um, Sean's saying Denver's going to be, I mean, Wes is saying Denver's going to get murdered. Sean Manahan, 24 to 10 over the Broncos. Hey, but we've got a guy, Biggie Broncos here, and he's like, you know, Drew Locke is the real deal. He said that earlier. So um, that's the thing. I still think you need, with the four games that you start the season off, I think home opener is still a home opener, and you got to win it. Mm. And I think that needs to be another statement. You don't have to win now you don't you could win by three in this game, or you could win by seven, but you gotta win this game. I think you've gotta start off two and oh those first two weeks. Yeah, I could see this game being a, a closer game than the Giants game. Um, because I think that the Broncos are trending up a little bit. I think we saw that last year. But uh, to your point about it being at home as opposed to mile high, fans or no fans, uh Having to, having to play in that place, uh, your second game of the of the year without preseason, you know, an, an unusual year like this, that would be pretty tough for them to have to deal with that altitude and, and trying to you know get you know get the oxygen. So, I think that that bodes well, and I, I could see this being a, a close affair. But like you said, you have to you have to win your first game in Heinz Field, and I think you know this is a, this is an opponent, even though they are trending up, that you probably should beat in week two. Um, so, you know, the, the other thing here, you're also, you also have a good Denver running game. Melvin Gordon is leading that running game. I mean, you still have uh number 30 there, Philip Lindsay, you know, he's pretty good. Is he number 30? I believe, did they actually give Terrell Davis his number to somebody else? Yeah. I think, I think he's number 30, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, you have, you have some very good players there running game. I think this is where the Steelers, the Steelers run defense announces themselves as well. Um, Biggie Bronco is chiming in. Now you got to look at Von Miller as well. He put on 45 pounds and gained three tenths of a second on his 40 time. (laughs) It's, you know, it is still a, uh, you know, these guys are getting paid. Like this is Tony's quote. I'm taking Tony's quote. These guys are getting paid on the other side of the ball too. And I think Denver is building, um, building a very good program there. And I really like what, what's happening there. Um, but, uh, so that's, that's what we're looking at. And Dave Shipley, I, I just, I just got distracted because, uh, bad U plus one Jagoff game. 
he gave us two dollars to give me a ticket to that. Are you giving me a ticket, Dave Shipley? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll we'll take a look at that. Um, gosh, if I'm going to the the Jaguars game, I'm the, I'm not looking too far to who I'm taking. I'm looking to my right. I just did the Brady Bunch thing. Oh, actually, I guess I got to go this way. I'm looking at you, Tony. Well, thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so that's a thank you, and thank you for the two dollars. So I appreciate it. If if that happens, I, I'd love to take a look at that. Um, so you know what you know, Snowman saying, did miss when the Broncos won the Super Bowl? Did I miss when Drew Locke won Super Bowl MVP? No, no. But you know what? I I think that last second half of the season, that team seemed to be coming together when it was Drew Locke's team. Um, I really like, I mean, with the young receivers there, I don't think that team can be really taken. I still think the Steelers, I'm still going to bet the Steelers right now. Jesse George says, I think Drew Locke is the real deal. I do too. And I have a very good friend. My good friend, John Rice is a, is a Denver fan. And, uh, and we've had him on the show too. We, Tony, uh, after Denver uh, beat us a couple of years ago, um, we had him on the show, and it, it's just one of those things that uh, he's like he's educating me on Denver more, and I really think they're going to be a much better team. They're they're not going to be Kansas City, but I keep on going a week two of 2018 when I thought they were going to just destroy Pat Mahomes. And I know Pat Mahomes and Drew Locke aren't the same guy, but I think Drew Locke has a lot of talent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So let's go ahead and take a look at one of the most interesting games on the schedule. And because this is, uh, this is what's happening. 927 at home, JJ. And the good thing about that, JJ's not going to be hurt yet. So okay. JJ right. comes to play TJ and uh, DJ, and he didn't want to be DJ because you know why Derek Watt did not want to be DJ? I I don't know. This is a true story. He did not want to be DJ because of DJ Tanner on Full House and wow. now Fuller House. Um, and I guess well, her name is DJ Fuller now on Fuller. See, I've got a young daughter that watches that stuff on Netflix, so I've got to watch all of that. And it's hard to watch that when, when, you know, Bob Saget's on the show and you know, what kind of giant pervert that dude is. But <laughs> <laughs> So with that, um, so this game real quick, as we're closing in on the end of the show, Tony, I think, I think they're down. Deshaun Watson is still there, but they really don't have a, a wide receiver. 
Um, I actually think Antonio Brown's going to be the wide receiver, but of the Houston Texans, I bet I'm actually betting he goes there, but it would not be for week three because he's out the first eight games of the season. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a big win for this team. Yeah, like like uh, Wes uh, mentioned in the live chat, their receiving core, the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I still don't understand that. Uh, the receiving core is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty uh, mediocre. They still have a, a good defense, and obviously Deshaun Watson has a chance to be the better quarterback that day because he, I think he's a really good quarterback, and he's a young quarterback, and he's a talented quarterback. But it's it's definitely a, another. Even though they made the playoffs last year, it's another winnable game. It's at home. Now, again, not that that matters if there's no fans in the stands, but it's definitely better than being on the road, I guess. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win that game, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. <laughs> Donald Nolan, JJ Watt is already hurt from hosting ultimate tag. Um, <laughs> also Jesse George says, Brandon cooks is good. Yeah. Brandon cooks is good. I mean, like, like everybody has good players, but I just don't think, uh, I, I just think that's a Steeler win too. Now the really interesting game that you want to go ahead and look at as we we close up uh the first quarter of the season is the tennessee titans yeah i don't think i'm not as scared of this game now because of the tennessee titans i mean not having a full house and you know Mm -hmm. the steelers don't always do great when they go to tennessee right could tennessee be their first loss of this season yeah i mean not not because not because of the 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 home and uh, the fan factor just because you know Tennessee was a really had a really good run last year they have a, a they have established themselves as a pretty good team you know Tannehill's not great but he's in a, he's pretty good game manager and obviously Derrick Henry's a a stud and and they have a, a really good defense and and they were they were up in the AFC Championship game last year over you know at Arrowhead Stadium so this is a really good opponent so I could I could definitely see them suffering suffering a loss in this game but. I also wouldn't be shocked if they if they won either because you know how it, how it is from one year to the next when it comes to uh, uh, the playoff parity. So uh, Wes is saying this, and uh, Big Marv is agreeing with him. We will know in that game if our run defense is better or not, and you know that's a true thing. And not having Javon Hargrave might be a thing, a problem there. But I like how good of a run stopper Chris Wormley is too. Um, so I'm really interested in that game. That could be that could be the one loss there because you know the Steelers do lose games that they are sp- supposed to win too. So I'm not the guy. I, I'm not like Jeff Hartman that's going to have them 16 and 0 every season when we do our predictions. Um, you know, I usually he has them 13 and 3 or 14 and 2. But what I'm saying is I, I'll go ahead and give them a loss there. Just to, I mean, just because they're going to lose one of those games. I think if they're going to lose a game, that's the one they lose in Tennessee. But I'm seeing this as a three and one start, Tony. Um, do you really think in your heart of hearts that two and two or one and three is even on the table? No, I don't, I don't think just based on the first four weeks I, I don't, and, the, and the fact that Ben's back and that defense is so good and, and it's intact from last year, I, I don't see them getting off to a bad start. Uh, one and three, definitely not. Two and two, you just never know. You you, you never know what the what you know how things are going to shake out because of because of a lack of preseason and and, the and COVID the, and and COVID, right? But I mean, but, but, but assuming there is a, a a start to the season and it's and it's a full schedule with the offense, you just don't know. 
you know, how long it might take. To, and who knows? Maybe the defense struggles too. You know, when 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 it's their first action of of the of the summer, their first real action. You know, and any rest is possible on, on on either side of the ball. But you know, I'm 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 feeling more confident about three and one than I am two and two. Uh, but I'm definitely not feeling one and three at all. I'm feeling confident about three and one. Now, the only the one thing that could really well, there's two things that could really throw a wrench into this whole thing. Number one is injury, and mm. number two is that dreaded Saturday or Sunday positive test for COVID. You yep. wake up and you read the news that any one of these starters or your starting quarterback oh. or uh, or Juju or Minka or somebody you know is on the COVID list. Right. So yeah. um, Ezra is saying he's a realistic person, and they're going Steelers are going four now. Um, in September. I really think they can. I I really think they can go four and oh, but I'm saying three and one um to start the season. And look, man, if you go three and one every quarter of the season, that's a twelve and four season. And uh right. you're probably you're close to a number one seed there. And the right. number one seed is bigger this year mm-hmm. and bigger going forward because there's only one buy. Right. Not and I love that. I really love only one team getting that pie. But it's going to make week 17 weird too because if you're needing if you're trying to get that 7 seed and you're needing somebody to lose, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys resting starter, a lot of teams resting starters because they've already have their position set in because Right. Man, if what does it matter at that point if you're if you're the 5 seed? What does it matter where you are and you don't want to drop down to seven um, to be playing number two, but you know, you're not playing for as much and no one really plays for a certain opponent. Right. But with that being said, and the first time I said that today, I'm really proud of that. want to thank everybody here. This was a lively discussion, a lot of fun. And uh, Tony, I will see you tomorrow morning. For our very first AM show, we are moving the Steeler Retro Show to Tuesday mornings, not on YouTube. It is now on any streaming device, any streaming platform that you can find. It's going to be there. You will, uh, starting at 5 AM tomorrow morning, it'll be Tony and Bad, but guess what? Spoiler alert. Tony's not getting up at 5 AM. Tony's just rolling in at 4.55, so we can't do that. Um, oh, I'll stay up. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that is something that we are going to go ahead and record tonight. And uh, we thank you for that. We are going to be talking about a very special game. And Big E Bronco, you might want to hear this. A very special game on the retro show. December 30th, 1984. Steelers versus Rodney's Rejects, the Denver Broncos. Um, that was their name, not mine. Um just a fantastic game, and we can't wait to talk all about that as we hop in that black and gold DeLorean and set ourselves adrift on memory bliss. But for Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We love all of you in the live chat. We cannot do this show without all of you. The Beastie Boys are almost out of here. But Tony, to quote the rowdy one, Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper, just when you think you've got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. See you guys tomorrow, hopefully.